Hallelujah. All right, we have a very short time. The way they have asked me to start very early. I, I don't understand, but I understand. Hallelujah. By the way, good to see you again. Are you feeling cold or you are normal? You are normal. Are you okay? Are you sure? Okay, then that's fine. Because I was saying that they should put some of them off. Right. If we are okay, then me, I'm okay. Me, I can endure. I have marks of endurance. Hallelujah. By the way, are you sure? Because I feel small cold. Or oh, it's normal. My metabolism has gone down. Eh? No way. After you break the fast, you start feeling warm. Digestion warms up the body. Hallelujah. Sometimes you are cold because you're always hungry. <laughs> so people, even when people are sweating, they'll be feeling cold. What a shock. But when you start eating, you realize that you don't. And when you, when, sometimes you are always warm. It's a sign that maybe you are overeating. And when you eat too much, you always feel warm. But when you eat too much, one of the things that you are going to get fats. And fats is one of the things that make you feel warm. And when digestion is taking place to you, mostly the body is warm. That's why sometimes as you are eating, you start sweating. It's not the food. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, like your body is in an activity. You know, active. And that's where we get activity from. All right. So it's normal. I will tell somebody it's normal. It's normal. Glory to God. <clears throat> now, this year, we have so many things to, to discuss. I heard last year we preached over 200 messages. That's like preaching more, pre, like more than half of the year. So it means that if you don't listen to preaching messages twice in a day, you will be lacking behind. And don't think that once you have heard the message, it means it is, it is in you. You will have to listen again. Hallelujah. So have categories of messages that you listen to every week. At least you should listen to two messages. Not, I mean, you can listen to ten, but two types of messages. Listen to a message on soul winning. And listen to a message on the supernatural. Because a Christian, you need some element of the supernatural. And the more you listen, the more it becomes vital to you. A pastor was telling me right now that he has listened to... Um, he has been in ministry full-time for over 10 years and didn't really see direction in his ministry. He had nothing until he started coming here. And I was standing with him outside right now. He was telling me that they bought two and a half plus of land in Ablekuma. And they have done the foundation. They have raised pillars. They are about to roof it. 
And in April, he wants me to come and dedicate it. Now, where they are meeting right now, it's also a small space that sits about 150 to 200 people. That place too, they are buying it. And they have started paying for it. So he's doing two projects. Number three, he has also bought a car. That now he's, he has a car. And he said for over, t- he finished secondary school, now he went to full time. No plenty talk. <laughs> and for 10 years over in the ministry, he didn't understand what he was even doing, but he was busy every day moving up and down. And he had nothing. But when he started coming here, Yemen meetings, we say, this one, then he go back and say, ah, like that, like that. And now things have started taking shape for him. And it's like he can see where the thing is going. And then sometimes you sit in the car, you can't even tell where it is going. When we were coming from home, you know, we were using the Google map and we're supposed to turn at a junction. Because we use an unconventional route, not knowing that me that I was sitting in the car, my head was on the car like that. And Mingo too also didn't listen to the, he has muted the voice of the uh, Google map. Then the junction we cross. Ah, so as I was sitting in the car, we sat in the car almost 45 minutes. Then I told Mingo that, did you check the map? He said, oh, the map has not said anything. It's a straight road. And I said, no, I use this same road to come to home. But I didn't see all the things I'm seeing. <laughs> when we checked the map, we were in Latte. Yeah. Now, there is... <laughs> and we landed on a very bad road. So we had to do so many caps on a hill. The road to is like the one we used to do at Gomeja. What, what's the name of the place? Huh? The Amadjopel Road. You see that one is start. This one, a car can pass you, like two cars can pass. And the Road, there is some things blocking the road by the side. This one, there's nothing like that. Though. So it's like you can see the pit like that. <laughs> So we will blow horns up because the caps are sharp. If a car is, one pickup was speedy, then he appeared on us like that. <laughs> so we have to now see how we can position ourselves for him to pass by. We came out, we, peered, we appeared in front of Benkun Senior High. Yeah. That's your school. Uh, we appeared in front of Benkun Senior High from from the climbing the hills, uh, very high. Like we were climbing the hill, like twice a brick mountain hills, like brook hills, like. And this one is sharp, 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 sharp. <laughs> As we were sitting in the car, I told you that I don't know where we are going. <laughs> if the car gets a fault in this place, there is no way we can get home because we, we don't even know where we are. But by the grace of God, we came out 
then we appeared in front of Benkum Senior High. And from the Benkum Senior High, we were still not sure of what to do, so we changed the map and we chose Equiapi Mampong. So the map should take us to Mampong. When we got to Mampong, then we chose the map that should bring us to Accra. <laughs> Sometimes you realize that the life, you don't know the direction he's going. And this guy's ministry is like, he didn't know the direction that is like, he has crossed some junction. He said in the last uh, three years since he started coming, he has done more than 10 times he did in the last 10 years. Wow. So, he has stopped preaching. He's not teaching. <laughs> now he's teaching. He's seeing results. Hey, the right essence on my message. This afternoon, a man came here with a very nice Land Cruiser. Brand new, 2022 registered. Black, very beautiful. And I was coming out of the church. I was going outside. And I said, oh, sorry, sorry. I want to see you. And I said, okay. But I'm going to the hospital. I'm not sure. I just need 10 minutes. And I said, should we sit or we should stand? No, so okay. Let's sit. So we came to sit here. He said he met either Beta or Martha. And the person is in the choir. And I said, both of them are in the choir. It's Martha around. The way he gives the description, I said he met them at a cramo. It's Martha. Yes. So he said it's in the choir. And he was reading a book, and my name was on the book. And he, he likes talking to people, so he spoke to her. And he said, what church? Is so the church is this, uh, the pastor is called John Winfred. So when he went home, he went to Google or search for Winfred and found a preaching message on YouTube. And he came to just give me money. Wow. Wow. I was surprised. Surprise. He said he has never, he said, Your kind are few in Ghana because I've worked all over the world. I work here, I work here, I work with this bank in UK. This one is this. No. That's why I said that your help comes from the Holy Spirit or something like this. You don't know how the Holy Spirit can speak to somebody and a person can just. I see grace is at work and the grace is falling on you in Jesus' name. Don't that, people think that oh, it's because you are a pastor of love race or love race people. If you think like that, you say they, they, because they did not give glory to God, he will turn their light into darkness. Don't forget that thing. Don't think that he's a man. Just say that God is at work. And that same God is at work in your life. Amen. This year you will see uncommon results in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, we are going to have a lot of things doing, and I believe that um, the Lord is going to be a blessing to you in Jesus' name. Because of the time, I want to talk to you about six levels of holiness. 
then I can now release you to go. From next week, we will not close early like this. And then also, um, like that, like that. Glory to God. The first thing to note is that holiness is a gift. In 1 Timothy 2, 8, the Bible says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and not doubting. In Ezra chapter 8, verse 28, the Bible says, And I said to them, You are holy to the Lord. The articles are holy also. And the silver and the gold are a free will offering to the Lord God of your fathers. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God? And that the spirit of God dwells in you. If anyone defiles the temple of God, the God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So that temple is built by God. So holiness is a nature inside of you that God has wrought wrought inside of you. So it is the work of God. 1 Peter 2, 9 says, you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Then he says, he's a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Four things to note. Number one, you are a chosen generation. Holiness makes you a choosing generation. So the choosing generation, it is the work of God. God is the one who does the choosing. Number two, a royal priest. Means your priesthood is royalty. It's like you are a king and a pastor. That is what royal priesthood is. So when you are in the priesthood, it means a certain kingship is also evident. Then he says you are a holy nation. Now a holy nation means set apart for God. Set apart by God and for God. Then lastly, say you are a peculiar people. Other version says a special people. When the Bible says you are a special person, it means God has a special interaction with you. He has a special agreement with you. He has special plans with you. In other words, whatever plan that he has with you is not a plan that is for everyone. This is to help you to understand that in holiness, God can tell you something that is personal and specific. It is only you that God is dealing with in that regard. 
God can tell you not to marry. And it is a form of holiness. What it means is that God is having a special dealing with you. When Paul was arguing about marriage, what are the things he said that are we the only ones who cannot choose a wife? Then he said, the lost brother, even Jesus' biological brothers married. How much more me, Paul? But he was restrained by the Lord. And it doesn't mean that if you marry, it is a sin. But what it means is that if Paul had married, it would have been a transgression to him. Why? Because it was a special dealing that God was dealing with him. And this our period of fasting. I know God will be having special dealings with us. Maybe God can tell you that don't break at sex. Fast for today, break the following day. You may never know why God is saying these things. Or God can tell you that when you are breaking, just drink coconut and continue the fast until I tell you to, to stop. God has special dealings. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm just giving an example. Or God can tell you that go and sleep in church. I'm just trying to tell you that God can have a special dealing with you. Why? Because you are a special person. I hope you understand it. So that holiness as a gift of God's nature. There is holiness which is a gift of God's nature to all believers. It is the nature of his being. He is holy. Then there's holiness as man's works. There is a divine nature that God has given to us that makes us holy. When that nature is being expressed, it's also called holiness. It is in this regard all believers are admonished to be holy. Not as if we are not holy, but we should express that nature. How many of you realize that you can be giving money and you will not spend it? The money is yours, but it is in your pocket. So having the money is called holiness. Using it to buy food is also called holiness. I'm just using that as an example. So that if you have money and you are not using it, then the scripture says, be holy. In other words, eat it. Do you get it? So there is a gift we have received. The using of that gift, both are referred to as holiness. Glory to God. I'm almost done preaching. So, all believers are holy. Why? Because we have a certain divine seed inside of us. All believers must be holy. You remember the first Corinthians we 316 we read. It says you are the temple of God. And that God dwells inside of you. And because of that, we have to be holy. Then he says, five or six levels of holiness. So number the first is that all believers are holy. Because we have a seed of holiness and all believers must be holy because we have to express the nature of holiness. To show forth the fruits of the seed 
that God has sown inside of us. So the first level of holiness is called sanctification. 2 Thessalonians 5.22. 2 Thessalonians. It said, abstain from every form of evil. What is every form? Every kind. So sanctification means staying away from every form of evil. Staying away from it. Anything that the Bible calls sin that you stay away from is called sanctification. Then there is consecration. which is the, the second level of holiness. Consecration simply means staying away from any form of worldliness or common things. This is where mostly we get guilty. Like when you listen to worldly music, it's a compromise on consecration. Consecration means that the thing has been dedicated for a specific use. When it is not used for that thing, it's used for another thing. It means it is being abused. It's like using Mercedes-Benz to park cassava, to go to Agoboloshi market. The Mercedes C-Class is not for cassava, it's not a cargo car. It's like using sprinter to carry human beings. Because the sprinter is not a cargo car. I mean, it's not a, a passenger car. It's a cargo car. But we bring it here, we cut windows, make windows in the car, and go to a car and weld metal seats and get some upholstery, whatever, do chairs, and turn it into a powerful, nice car that can take people and transport people. But it's actually an abuse. I'm not saying that if you do that, it's a sin. But what I'm saying is that originally, there are sprinter cars that are for passengers. Those ones are done by the white people themselves. You understand? And they do the job. But there's cargo cars that we also convert into passenger cars in Ghana here. You understand? When you go to some part of the north, you realize that everything that moves carries passengers. Yeah. <laughs> Anything, everything you can think about, they, they, they use it for, for carrying human beings. And your car cement car, etc., etc. They use wheelbarrows to carry people. <laughs> Have you seen some before? Hallelujah. So, 
Consecration is staying away from any form of worldliness or common things. 1 John 2.15. 1 John 2.15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not inside of him. Ish. So there is consecration, which is a realm of holiness, where you don't engage. Where girls will feel like reading newspaper was a sin. Yes, and when you are bringing newspaper into this, you will shout that leave that demon at the gate. Yeah, it was not a sin to read the newspaper, but it was like a sin to him, where he felt like it was a common thing. The things inside are not important, like the Bible. You understand? It's a, it's a form of dedication to the things of God. It's a form of being given to the things of God. You understand? Full-time ministry is a form of consecration. It means that you are no more engaging in things of the world, but fully going out to the things of God. That's why I said that it may not be seen, but it may be a compromise on the um, purpose of God. Number three. In holiness, there is dedication. Dedication is a devotion or a commitment. For instance, when you say that you are giving tithe, it is a form of holiness. It means you have dedicated a portion of your income to God. When you say that every day, I will read my Bible before I eat, it's a form of holiness. It is a devotion. It's a dedication that until I read my Bible, I am not eating. So even if it is 2 a.m., 5 p.m., no matter the time, until I read my Bible, I'm not eating. It's a dedication. It's a form of holiness. Dedication. Acts chapter 10. Are you marking your holiness? So there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment. You don't say regiment. Who is an English phonetics teacher here? Why is that we don't mention the T? And where is that you mention the T? They are called what? Okay, why don't we mention? So in borrowed words, they borrow accent also. And so that's what they taught in the phonetics eh? Okay. It's one of the points. So you don't say regiment, just say regiment. Regiment. <laughs> he was of the Italian regiment. Then uh, this one too, you don't say, do you say devout or devote? Or devout? The last time he said, as you say, Naomi. Naomi. Let's be, let's be Ghanaians. Let's be Ghanaians. Because we can't pronounce words like the white people. Some of the words they pronounce, if we try to walk off. Water. 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 It's simple for us. Charlie, bring water, water, water. 
Recently, I went to buy um, food. Yeah, I've remembered. And a lady came to buy food and said, give me a bottle of water. Then the girl said, water, water. She's a British from the way she speaks, but she knows that you don't understand. So she tried to speak like the Ghanaian. And the girl understood and brought the water. <laughs> you are not serious. All right, so a devout man and one who feared God with all his household. And the Bible says, he gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. Number one, he feared God with all his house, gave generously to the people, and then also prayed continually. And about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming and saying to him, Cornelius, this, this is somebody who was not born again, but he had open vision that he saw an angel standing there. Now, anytime you see an angel, you are in a vision. Even if the angel shakes your hand. Yes, they are tangible visions. You can even bump into the angel and say, oh, sorry, sir. But you are actually in a vision. And that vision can continue for two years. That you are, somebody met um, a man. The person was going to Nigeria to go to church, to go and meet a man of God. Then he didn't have money, he didn't have anything, but he decided to go. Then he said he sat in a car. Along the line, the car had a fault. Somebody came by, and the person said that he's also going to Nigeria for that particular program, so he should go with him. The person put him in the car and drove him straight to Nigeria, to that church. Got a place for him to stay. He had a lot of discussions and interactions and stayed there for about three days. Gave a number to him that, oh, this is my number. He called the number. The number does not exist. He showed him something. He followed up and there was nobody like that. It was actually a, a boxer. What's his name? Aite Powers. He said he was going to see TV Joshua. And that is how he, he, he met the man of God and gave him money to continue and come back to Ghana. It was an angel who did that. And he, he does a strange thing. So when TV Joshua that he organized a funeral for him in Ghana to honor him that if something, and the person when they were in the car told him so many things that were very strange for anybody to know. You can actually meet an angel for Three years, every day, you will see him, you will see his house. Until after the three years, you will never go to that area again. Because that house didn't even exist. Yes. A woman who went to hospital around Downsuman to meet a doctor called Safo. The doctor treated the woman for three months. When the woman became well from paralysis, went to the hospital to go and thank this doctor Safo and met a nurse who has worked there for 13 or 15 years said, there's nobody in this hospital called Safo. And that's not, so she even went to the office that he always goes there. We went to meet another man there. And he said, and he said oh, there's no Safo here. There is nobody in this hospital called Safo. 
There was nobody who has ever worked here, whether for the past one month or ten years. Or, there's nobody like that. And he says, the last day he saw the man, the man told her that, I have finished treating you. Yes, I have finished treating you. So every week, the woman was going to the hospital to meet the doctor, but it was an angel. You shall have such encounters in the name of Jesus. A man will employ you and teach you prosperity for a, a space of three years, three months, and it was an angel of God that was showing you the secrets of God. I pray into your life in the name of Jesus. You shall experience this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Do you like the things we are teaching? Well, these are blessings that we are talking about. So, When this man was devoted, then he began to see angels and wonderful things. Number four is called the renewal of mind. There is a form of holiness called the renewal of mind. Renewal of mind is thoughts or mindsets that are stayed on Christ. There are thoughts that are stayed on ankles. Some of us, the, the, the fair, the, like, anytime we think of help, the first thing that comes into mind is a man. When you come into the realm of holiness, anytime you think of help, you think of God. Anytime you think of a problem, you think of God as the solution to that problem. Romans 12 verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren. More the scriptures I'm reading, I don't see the first sentence. So I mostly quote them from my head. I don't know if, go on, go to the, okay, anyway. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. It's like they are putting their, anyway, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. It's okay, it's okay. Don't worry, we'll be closing soon. A living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Are you here? Then he began to explain the type of holiness. He said it's a sacrifice. But the verse 2 says that do not be conformed to this world. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Most of the things that we preach is to help us renew our mind. The mindset we have about life. The man who came to see me today said that no matter what anybody thinks, I've had it. I've been in the world before. I've lived. I never had SU. I never had given my life to Christ in school. No, I I never had anything like that. And I read that nothing can be compared to having Christ. He says, nothing can be compared. He says, I have traveled all over the world. The car he's driving shows that. And some people, when they have money, you see him, it's on their face. Like somebody who's like almost 50, but when you see him, he's like 30. It's not anything, it's, 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 it's money. You could see that from his face, he has money. You understand? But 
He said he has he has worked for this organization, this organization in this country, this country, this even in Ghana. He told me that, oh, I'm not into full-time ministry. I'm into. He didn't want to really mention, but I said it's in banking and other things. That's what he does. And he said, I have tasted everything. And there is nothing like having Christ. Nothing can be compared to it. And he says, when I listened to your preaching, you said something that I felt like I have experienced that thing before. Where you get to a point, it's either you die or you believe God 100%. And God only responds when we believe him 100%. It's like either you die or you take a decision that compels you to believe God 100%. And he says, God always responds when we believe him 100%. And said, I am a man of the word. He was preaching a lot of wonderful things. Believe God 100%. Even if you reserve 5% for yourself, he doesn't respond to those things. He comes in when, apart from him, you have no, no, I think he was talking about when I couldn't walk. Because he said, when you shared your story, I mean, I've shared so many stories, I don't know which of them he was talking about. But he said they took me to Legon or something like that. And he, he said he, had, he believes that he has had that kind of experience before. That he was suicidal, he was this, and that is how he can boldly say that nothing can be compared to having Christ. Nothing. Like you can't have anything and that thing is, is like better than having, no, nothing. The peace, the, the, the joy within the satisfaction. Nothing can be compared to it. When this level of mindset locates you, you are free. Many people are bound by their thoughts. Yes. Their thoughts is what controls them. So that what they have imagined is a reality. Hey, will somebody marry me? And they start getting sad. Will I ever get a job? All these are thoughts. They are called controlling thoughts. Domineering thoughts. And they begin to give birth to fear. 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 Fears. There's a level of holiness where your mind is tuned according to Christ. Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. There's a certain mindset, and mostly we don't see that realm of holiness. There is a realm of holiness where your mindset is according to the word of God. That the word of God becomes the finality of all things in your life. That if doctors say you will die, but you saw it in the Bible that you will not die, that statement is final. And that is, that is where your, your, your faith is. 
Because if the doctors tell you you will die, it is what they have seen. And you also find it in scripture that you will not die. Now you have opportunity to be controlled by two thoughts. Whether you will not die or you will die. And there is a realm where the word of God dominates our thoughts. That's why we say read the Bible. Because there is a realm where you read the Bible but there's no book. When you are reading the Bible, mostly you don't get anything from it. It is after you have finished reading that the Spirit of God now begins to bring the word to you. When we say that the, the latter kills, but the Spirit gives life, what we think is that as we are reading the Bible, then something you didn't understand, suddenly you understand it, and that thing is called Rema. No. Rema simply means the Spirit of God speaking the Word of God back to you, and the Word of God that is already inside of you. So anytime you are reading your Bible, it is actually letters until the Spirit of God brings those things that are already inside of you to a situation. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. And that one means so much to you. But when you mention it to people, they can't even understand what you are saying. Because one is being engaged by the Spirit of God, whereas the other is being engaged by letters or pronunciations. The Spirit of God is going to speak to you. When you talk about holiness, you are talking about the Spirit of God. Everything I'm talking about actually are the works of the Spirit that I'm communicating. That the Spirit of God is now coming to tune your mind about how you see things in life. It's going to, mostly when you, when, you, when you talk to people, they can't see things from our angle, which is the angle of the Spirit of God. But he's going to show them to you. He's going to reveal them to you. You'll be at peace. You'll be at rest. Not because everything around you is okay, but because he's speaking to you. One of the signs that God is speaking to you is when there is peace. The restlessness is a sign that is not from God. No, 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 no. I'm doing. Hey, there is peace when the Spirit of God is involved. When the Spirit of God is involved. Anita drew my attention to something recently that I knew that it was the Spirit of God. She doesn't know that it is the Spirit of God. But when the house and she asked me a question that in Dr. Bempe's church, they bought one plot of land. And that was the only land they had. Now, instead of building a church on the land, they raised a very tall Story building, offices, and a small tent on a, a, a part of the land. And she asked him that, is it that he knew that he'll be buying the lands there? Is it that he knew that he'll be buying the houses there? 
I think it's a question I have to ask him. Is it that he, he, he believed that one day I'll buy the houses here? Because it doesn't make sense, does it? I have a video. I thought I was going to play, but I, I don't know. Where's my phone? I think it's supposed to be in the back. Oh, it's on the table here. Let me see if I can. When, when I want you to. What did they call it? The one that you can send to somebody. Andrew. Uh, let me send it to one of you. and Take it to Albert and see if he can. Why are you laughing? Charlie, we are not in the same uh, dispensation. Are we in the same dispensation? Huh? Where were you in 1994? Yeah. <laughs> Is it this one? Then it's waiting for you. Are you here? See if you can show it to Albert and then they can put it on the screen for it's a short video, like two minutes. I like the things he was saying. And instead of them to use the money they have, like how can you build five-story buildings if you are poor? First floor, second floor, third floor, fourth floor. If you are poor, you can't do that. So why didn't they use that money to build a church rather than to do offices? And rather put a small tent on it. That's why I say the Spirit of God, he will guide you. Well, this is my belief. I think that he didn't really know that he'll be buying the lands there. But he decided to put the tent there temporarily whilst he thinks of a design or something to do. And Maybe they did the tent before they even did the offices. So that while the tent was there and the church was going on, they were building the offices. Maybe that's what I think. But if that is the case, then means the Spirit of God was directing them. But they didn't even know what they were doing. But if he knew that, let's not do this because we will be buying the places around, then that one is a very powerful faith. It means that the Spirit of God spoke something to them and they received it with thought, with faith, and it is manifesting. My God, the mentality of the believer. That's where your world is, how you see things. What are the things that move you? Like, I want to ask you, what are the things that make you cry? What are the things that makes you sad? What are the things that makes you happy? It's a test of the mindset the Spirit of God has given you. So he said, we should be renewed in our mind. In other words, from today, your mind should be controlled in a certain way. And that control is when the Word of God takes center stage in your mind. Like we are reading the book of Acts. When you read the book, what comes to mind? 
to some is a story. There's a story of a man who lived. His name was called Peter. He went to this place. He prayed for the cripple. The cripple got to... No. Another person too begins to see possibilities of the regenerated man. That when you are born again, these are things that can happen to you. So believe that these things can happen. The more you believe, the more it becomes clear to you. The more it becomes close to you. The more it becomes real to you. The more it begins to happen. What do you believe? The reason why we are not able to believe in certain things is because certain things have not dominated our thoughts. You can believe that nobody can sack me from this company. You can believe that. And it's not something that is because you are very good there. You know who you are. It is not because you are a special Christian. It is because you believe. Then it begins to dominate your thoughts. When they say there is a list of people, a list of people who have been sacked, you'll be sitting there three days, you've not checked it. I said, haven't you checked? He said, oh, can you imagine I've even forgotten? Because it's not part of the things you think about. When the COVID came, did you go and do COVID test? Why didn't you check yourself if you were contaminated? You just knew that you will not have it. And you didn't have it. And those who had it didn't die out of it. Because they knew that it cannot kill. That, that's what I believe. I actually believe that COVID doesn't kill. It was, I believe that it's something that people get. But it doesn't kill. But some believe that it's deadly. It kills and it has killed them. It has, it has ended their time on earth abruptly. <laughs> the Lord shall touch your mind from today. There are some of you, when somebody meets and he doesn't even greet you, you go home, you are sad. Maybe the person didn't see you at the camp. The day the bus didn't come and we were giving our cars to people. Somebody from Abeka came to me that. Hello, I was sitting there like that. Hello, Pastor. Um, I just came to tell you that I love your ministry, Pa. And I was reading a message that somebody had sent to me. And I was thinking of what to reply. When the person finished saying that, um, I like your ministry, blah, 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 and I, I like to be like something like that. I never even said a word. And the person felt bad and left. It was after he had left. I think I was on my way to the room. And I remember that somebody was talking to me. Hey, ah, somebody was talking to me. No, no, he was standing for. He was standing in front of me like this. But I, I, I'm sure maybe he went worrying. So relax. What you said, no, you didn't say it to me. You said it to Christ. And he heard it. It's not because you said that you like the preacher and you want to preach like that. He has heard it. I don't need to hear it. If I had heard it, I would have just taken notice of your face. Don't feel bad about it. Somebody can even send you a message to insult you. Don't feel bad about it. 
Just think that he was just upset today. No, 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 you, you, you come here. You can't make me, you are there, you talk to me like. Meanwhile, when he was saying that thing to you, he was saying it as a compliment. But this same mindset, these thoughts, he said, when you have bad mindset, when people even say you're looking nice, you think bad about it. There are people who are never and ever positive. When you say you are nice, they think that you are laughing at them. It's not their fault. But the Spirit of God is bringing you to that place where everything is okay. Everything is okay. One day, my wife asked me a question that, so one we started in some small place in some hotel B. That hotel has collapsed. And then we moved to some school. Um, what do they uh, workshop, engineering workshop? Then we turned the workshop into a sanctuary. They got jealous, they suck us. One Tuesday, when we came to church, they divided the church with a block without telling us instruments on one side, the church is on one side. So we decided to have church service in the compound. They took us to police station and then they moved us and then we came to Urari Secondary School and then we were there as we started growing. You see, anytime the devil attacks you, remember you are growing. Remember what? I didn't hear you. Remember what? Don't take it negative. The this devil is a does not attack non-profitable individuals. And so they move us and then one December, somewhere 22nd, a man called me. I said, who are you? I'm a lawyer. What is your problem? Uh, the place where you are having the church, the old man that owns the place is now 99 years old. He wants to die. And he says, he wants to share the property before he dies. So you have to move. I said, ah, but we have three days to Christmas. He said, that's why I'm calling you because I also go to church. I'm their lawyer. I went to talk to this man. Papa said, okay, after Christmas, after Christmas, the suckers, we went to a place called um, Champion Bastor. We erected some canopies. The place was some useless place. And then, as the church was going on, we transformed the place. We, we did the floor. We turned some useless wholesale into some nice office. When they saw the place has become mine, they sack us again. They spoke to their lawyer. The lawyer called me. Pressure upon pressure. Just when they were about to move out, God made a way for why? From M to W. We came to W. The people, we paid the money. We were there, we were there, we were there, we were there. Ah, the people saw that the church was growing. They had a meeting. No, 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 no. These people, whatever, increase the rent. Increase what? Increase, I said, no. If you increase the rent, it is not a problem because God has never been broke before. God has never what? been broke before. Now, after increasing the rent, they'll go and lock the women's toilet. The women's toilet are more important than men's toilet. They lock it. All kinds of harassment. And then God made a way for us. One plot. Ah, we quickly dashed it. As soon as we came on the land, started praying. Water came. Whoa! Broke down. 126 people died in circle here. That was just the week when we came. We, 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 one of one of the gentlemen in the church brought a caterpillar. We broke down the the um, 
the, the building that was there. We broke the building down Friday night. Wednesday, water came, carry people, give people in Kwame Nkrumah cycle here. And some of the human beings were even on the, on the church broken floor. They gathered them. The devil says, whatever, we will not allow you. So we got one place. And then we continue, 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 continue. And the people said, over our dead body, will you get more land? The woman that said that died, we possess her land. And then on and on and on and on and on and on. From that small place, we now have one and a half acres of land in Kwame Nkrumah Circle. Enlargement. Now, I prophesy to you, if maybe today you are a tenant or you are squatting in somebody's garage, by this story I told you, I decree by December this year you are shifting accommodation. Some of you are today begging for a place to sleep, but very soon you own many rare estates and use them for her. That's the destiny of the church. It's not anything strange. You have to accept God's plan. That's how the plan goes. Don't blame me for getting blessed. I've just, I've just accepted God's plan. Tell your sister, accept the plan. Accept the plan. Sing, oh, that barren. A barren woman has nothing, but he's saying that once he has moved into God's plan. So, to jealous another believer is madness. Because in this kingdom, it is from glory to glory. If you see a nice car, go and tap it and prophesy. Instead of saying, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. where did they get the money? It's your money lost. Lay your hands and say, Father, you bless, you bless my sister. By the time my blessing is coming, it will be higher than this one. You prophesy with John. You prophesy with John. Now, if you are to ask two believers, what did they hear from this message? One of them, so he was talking about uh, how their church moved. That's not what I heard. What I heard is a certain mentality that when the devil attacks you, it's a sign that you are actually rising. A certain mentality that today you may not have, but one day, one day, go 1.5, one and a half acres, five plots. Five plots means at, at least five houses have been pulled down. Many of us, when issues come into our lives, oh God, why me? Why not you? He said that we might become partakers of His holiness. Now, no chastening seems pleasant, but painful. But in the end, there is the peaceable fruit of righteousness. It's those who have been trained by it. We have had earthly fathers who chastised us, as seen best of them. Shall we not submit to the Father of our spirits and lift? When we go through these things, God is making us participants in his glory. And how can you have such a mindset? You buy a land one week, five dead bodies are on the land. And you think that this one is a blessing. How will you even think like that? It means that you are no more of yourself. There is an internally generated power that controls your mind. It makes you see things differently. Nobody can live your life except you permit them. Are you married? Your wife can never leave you. That's what you should believe. Ah. Anytime my wife asks me, 
What do you want me? I said, oh, I have only one thing. Listen to me. Listen. To me. And when I say listen to me, it's not the advice, it's the mentality that it shall be well with you. It is well with you. There are people who believe that things will never be well. It's not a demon. It's a thought that is not submissive to the word of God yet. And that thought can actually control them. It can determine the, 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 the outcome of their lives. We saw the scripture we read this morning, Job 6, 30. That it's not my help from within me. It is, that is, ah, your help is, you can, you can think yourself out of a situation. You can, you can, your, your thoughts can be set on things and that define your life. When we were pulling down this church, I knew that it would be done, but I didn't know when. And I had only one thing in my mind that we would do basement and then we'll put pillars on it and we'll, even nothing at all will be in the basement like that. Then God shows you the second thing that, oh, put pillars on it and cover it again. Then he'll show you another one. If God is involved, he may not show you the full picture, but just believe that he will show you the picture you need to see at every significant time or point in your life. Sometimes when I'm there, I see this whole building like offices. Yes. One day we'll be there, we'll put blocks. And this whole building is offices. Maybe the church will be here or there. We don't know. We don't know. We can't be so sure. But one thing we believe, that God is with us. Listen to me. Don't doubt that God is in your life. This is how we doubt it. When you can no more pray for yourself, it's good to let your pastor pray for you. But it is better to pray about it first. It is a proof that you believe that God is in your life. Believe it. So, me, I'm a sinner. No. This man we are talking about, Cornelius, was seeing visions when he was not born again. If an unbeliever believes that God is with him, he'll begin to do exploits. And a good number of the unbelievers who don't go to church are doing exploits by believing that God is with them. Believe that God is with you. Every bad thing that you think has happened, believe that it is something that is going to work out for your good. Wow, how? Just say you don't know, but that is how it will be. It is called holiness. When your mind is stayed on Christ, it has no wonder. It, it, it has no 
it does not deviate from the, the purposes of God for your life. It is a realm in holiness. Where all the things you think about is Christ. Oh, oh, the Lord will do it. 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 Let the portals of glory be open upon your life. Be, begin to see realms of glory. This year, one of the things I'm praying to God is to give people tangible miracles that they cannot doubt anymore. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord give you. I have had my fair share of tangible miracles, significant miracles. You can't doubt it. And I prayed on an ATM that was not working. The ATM gave me money to go and buy forms to come to the university. You can't doubt it. One day in front of Commodore Hall, I was supposed to shower. Somebody took my water to bath. I went to pray when I came. The bucket was empty with my sponge hanging by the bucket. And I needed to shower. I went in front of the Commodore dining hall. There's a tap there. And I saw one guy. He opened the tap like this. Then he closed it back and took his bucket away because the water was not flowing. So I went to the tap. I opened it. The tap was not flowing. So I closed it. I laid hands. I prayed. I opened. The tap started flowing. Then the guy saw it. He shouted, (laughs) My Jesus. Recently, I told my wife, have you noticed that when I'm home, there's no light off? Mm, Believe everything. Most things get faulty when I'm not around. Recently, my washing machine got faulty because I was not in the house. Most of the times, even my car, it gets faulty when I'm not the one driving it. Most of the times. I don't know what that means, but maybe bibi to mechi. Bibi bedi wechi woyo sudemo. Mostly, when I'm not in the house, she calls me that the lights are off, and I told her, "Why is that? Mostly, when I'm not in the house, is when the light goes off. It happens a couple of times, but mostly when I'm not around." When we went to Domain, the mango tree was no problem. I told them that fruits will come on it. Is that, I don't know, but this, it, it, it's not just me. Because we are sons of God in the house, things begin to respond to us. All the cobwebs in your house will live when you get into the house. All the ants that have done cobwebs around, they'll begin to live when you come around. Many of you, when you leave the house you are staying in, all the people there begin to lose their job. Because you brought something into the house. Laban said, I have learned by experience that God has blessed me because of you. In other words, you are the reason why. Until you came here, there was no blessings. 
Some of you, when you leave some companies, they will collapse. Ah, Malakataya. Stop praying for the company. Just say it because they don't deserve prayer. They deserve declarations only. As I'm here, this company will work. Just tell yourself like that. One day I have a, is it Kofi crying or Kwame crying? One of them, I think it's Kwame. He was my boss. Every time he told me that all the people in the office finish Lego. He's the only one finish UCC. That's why they don't like him. Every day they criticize his work. He doesn't meet his target. So I said, ah, my boss, do you meet your target? <laughs> he says, no. <laughs> but it's not like that. I'm hardworking. I can't. And I said, don't worry, I've come to this office. You will begin to meet your target. That guy, if he sees me today, he'll give me an offering. That's what makes him, he's, he doesn't believe in church. He's this orthodox people, I don't want to mention his church. He doesn't like charismatic, but he believes that there's something there. He said, well, that day when he said that thing, I felt so, so angry. What kind of foolish, how can you say that because you are here, things are working. <laughs> but I realized that since you came to, things have been improving like that, like that, like that, like that. You've been to achieve. Whatever, you see, all the people in your group studies, maybe you are the least contributor in the group. One day I went to a room, it was in Komoto. One of my English, that's when we used to do the Sisyphus and Agamemnon and those type of books. I didn't have time to read them. When I got there, they said everybody should bring his points. Me too, I have not read it. Then, one guy is called Austin. He said, oh, so. And then, okay, oh, points be in our book. And I'm saying, my more points be But I am here so that all of you will pass. If I'm not part of this group studies, all of you will not pass. There's one guy who was Presby, vice president. Also. He got angry. Then that Austin guy said, hey, 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 die. Bold speakings. Bold declarations. Your testimony will make men fear God in the name of Jesus. When they see that you passed, they will know that God exists. All of you writing exams, I said they will know that God exists because of your results. In the name of Jesus. So there is the tuning of the mind, which is another realm of holiness. Anytime you begin to wonder, hey, what? you are being unholy. And it is very bad. How do you question the love of God? How do you question the grace of God? Why don't you make room for a testimony? Oh, ja, 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 ja. Things always tend not to be like this. Me, I don't think that things. Are you God? 
are you going? And what makes you think that all the people who pass, they pass because they studied? What makes you think that way? Huh? When I was in SS, one guy passed exams that to me it is a sign that God can make people pass. The guy himself couldn't believe. He printed his results like 300. <laughs> and started throwing it around in the school. Every Jamada guy was there. He had a big five A's or four. He couldn't believe it. He was throwing his papers everywhere. He was running through the school. Someone here, whoa! I'm sure that guy, he's a pastor by now. He saw that, look, it's the Lord. Ah, oh, they made a mistake. <laughs> Shipments are coming to you in the name of Jesus. Then there is self-cleansing, which is another realm of holiness. Self-cleansing basically means perfecting holiness. Second Corinthians chapter 7. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So, there is the filthiness of the flesh and the filthiness of the spirit. Self-cleansing is a resolution. From today, no more this. It's a decision. You shall be strong to make strong decisions. In Jesus' mighty name. Let him who still still no longer. You can say from today, no more. Hallelujah. Receive that strength in Jesus' name. Receive that power in Jesus' name. Then there is the faith level, which is called mortification of the flesh. There is the cleansing of the flesh and mortification. To mortify means to kill. You heard of the word mortality. Mortal. Mortuary. More, 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 more. It has something to do with death or killing. Mortification of the flesh is when the flesh is no more involved in decision making. Today I'm preaching on conventional holiness. Yes. When you say, Charlie, this girl, you have to. You have to love her. She's she, she, she doing a good cause. It means the decision is born out of the flesh. You have to accept this guy. He's handsome. It means the decision is born out of the flesh. Now, mortification of the flesh is when the flesh does not interfere in decision making. Like the person is ugly, but he's full of the, you are full of the Holy Ghost, and you know that God says this one. Many of us, we can't make unpleasant decisions. 
Why can't we make unpleasant decisions? Because we cannot solely rely on the spirit. I always say this, some of the pastors who are married today, some of you would not have married them if you had met them some 10 years ago. Because the flesh would have said no to a child of destiny. Yes. Yes. Mazuli mekataya. Sekateka pakuta kataya. Because when you make that decision, the flesh will show up. For instance, take succulent one. Because when you marry one day, you have to look at the person and be consoled. That consolation is of the flesh. If your flesh is continually mortified, it will not show up. It will not show up. And this is a place of maturity. Keeping yourself in the spirit all the days of your life. So that it doesn't show up. It's always under suppression. I speak into your life today. That anything that the devil presents to you like light. But it is a phantom. A reflection. A mirage. It shall not deceive you. It shall not deceive you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Don't go and marry somebody because the person is not handsome. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that handsome or no handsome does not interfere in your decisions. But knowing the will of God. Knowing the will of God. One man was a lecturer in the university. And he decided to marry a lady. The lady was diagnosed of a complex medical condition that is like you can't give birth because of the medical condition. And this man who is a lecturer in the university told the lady that God says that I should marry you. At the time she told the lady, the lady had no formal education. She had just finished like SS. And she's grown up. It's not that she's young. It's like almost 30. And she has no plans to go to school. And this man too is a lecturer. You can imagine the girl. The woman is funky. Something, something who talks about marriages all the time. That woman. The husband. So she said that I was I actually recorded what she was saying, but I didn't get a lot, so I eventually deleted I, I, I was listening to it on radio when I was driving home. But she said that the husband said that God says, and she believed it. Then the husband decided to take her to school, and she did her first degree, did two masters in a matter of six years when she had four children. Four children. 
All of them were young, less than 10 years. And she was, she did first degree and did masters and masters. When the children were still around. And how she gave birth itself is another story altogether. If you were in my shoes, and I'm in your shoes, maybe our flesh would have interfered in the plans of God for our lives. So, mortifying the flesh is when the flesh does not involve itself in decision making. That's one of them. There's aspect of sin, lust, and all of that. I'm talking about unconventional holiness. Yes. That things look so beautiful, but they are not beautiful. But because of the flesh, you will see it to be beautiful and kill yourself. That's why the man said that there is nothing like having Christ. Nothing can be compared to it. It takes an experience to know that, that what he's saying is true. And trying to communicate it may create an offense. Today, I was coming to preach on 10 signs of pride, 10 signs of humility. And then I change it. I have different sermons, so on my tablet. All the time I'm writing sermons on my WhatsApp. On my... That's why I said that get a notepad, a tablet. This year, I don't know why that should even become a vision. It's too small to be called vision. It's too small to be called vision. I feel like saying this year you are going to give tablets out. But the first one you get, you know, God is giving you another one that you even give it out. What am I doing? I'm praying for strength for you, Mataya. Yegada Rabadabahaya. Mandaliando Secateria. Mondaba Zidigada. Take a seat. I'm not done. Let me finish the last one because of time. When the glory comes, there will be no worse to say. Oh, oh, oh. when the glory comes, that's all I can sing. So. Romans 8.13 For if you live according to the flesh the dictates do you know the flesh? 
Hello? Okay. You will die. But if by the enabling of the Spirit, by the power of the Spirit, by the ability of the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body. The flesh is called the deeds of the body. I, this can God, another one don't do. This can God, another one Sometimes when you sing it with a travel, it becomes too loud. As I try to make it down. Because I want it to things that anything you want to really taste it, you sip it. You don't drink it. You drink fruit juice like water, child. You will not taste the juice. No. You sip it. It sip it. So that it can pass through every layer of the tongue. Now, the tongue has different spots for different tastings. You understand? That is why people who are tasters, they don't drink from big cups, very small, so that they can pass through every layer of the tongue before it finally descends into the stomach. 1 Corinthians 15, 54. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Colossians 3.5 Therefore put to death your members which are on earth. Then he says, fornications, uncleanliness, passion. I wonder how we'll explain passion. What is passion? Evil desires, covetousness. And he says, it is idolatry. But the pastor said, if you envy your, 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 your fellow Christian, it's what? Madness. What a mentality. So therefore, put to death, next verse, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you live in them. But now you are to put off all of this. Then it comes to another new set after the first set. This is another set. And this set is anger, wrath, Malice. Malice is evil intent. Blaspheming. Filthy language. Now, what is filthy language? What we think of filthy language is profanity. It's just one part. But filthy language basically means destructive words. I'm sick and tired. 
of this thing. Sick and tired. Hey, I'm dead. Mm. They are not wholesome. Next verse. When the glory comes, uh, what was the next line? The verse. That's the only thing that he said in the song. This is oh, this is this is holy moment when God walks in us. Every gains for the what is on there for everything is on the lion and the lamb. Oh, I didn't compose it well. It's lion and the lamb. And the glory comes. So that one, what will be the surface? So 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 me far. So 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 the way. When the glory comes. Charlie, all the pastors we are learning keyboard also. I want for this year, cut also. Charlie, we are speaking keyboard language. We are speaking music language. All right. Lastly, perfecting holiness. The Bible says it is in the fear of God. In the fear of God. Have you understood different realms of glory? Have you seen different aspects of glory? Which one do you need to work on this year? May the Lord's grace help you. Receive strength now. Receive power now. In the name of Jesus. As you study the book of us, receive strength. As you study the book of us, receive power. As you study the book of us, let strength from on high locate you. In the name of Jesus. If you are encumbered about by obstacles, as we engage the scriptures, receive strength from on I lift up your voice and begin to speak in tongues. Receive strength, receive strength, receive strength. Receiving strength. Receive strength from on high.
repata, repata, repata. Zaniaka, zaniaka, zaniaka. Receive strength from on high. He said he gives strength to the mighty. Receive help. experience the Lord's goodness. You shall experience the Lord's goodness. souls into harvest that will bring many sons into glory thank you Lord that it is taking place thank you Lord that it is happening when you sing there shall be glory when you go to preach there shall be glory in your small meeting there shall be glory Senior and local, they shall be glory. In every engagement in the house of God, there shall be glory. To the praise of His holy name. May the Lord cause you to perfect holiness. And where you are lacking, may He supply you with strength. May the Lord supply you with strength. In every phase of the journey, receive strength. Let him be your helper. And may he help you on every face. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God will say bless you.